where we get trapped in something that we think we want to do and we don't and this is what happened to me you, you can get trapped into it and you get trapped because it's well it's profitable why would i not do this well i don't care about the money mm. honestly i'll go do i'll take that time and energy and put it into something else i don't and i don't know we live in this world of, of abundance we really do business wise at least there's no there's no shortage of things we can do why waste time on something that makes you miserable you hear all the bull about marketing every day. Make your money in your sleep. My new offer is crushing it. My guru could beat up your guru. It's time to go right to the source and get the truth about marketing. With your host, the founder of CopyChief.com, Kevin Rogers. Hey, welcome back to The Truth About Marketing. It's Kevin Rogers here. Thanks for tuning in. Man, buckle up. This is going to be a lot of fun. This is one of my favorite people to hang with, to talk to, to wrap business with. And, uh, and this is sort of exclusive now because this man had a podcast that I bet you loved and listened to, and now it's gone. Like uh, this is like when Cleveland moved to Baltimore overnight and <laughs> didn't tell their fans, man. <laughs> so my friend uh, Ben Settle is on the show today. What's up, Ben? Oh, Kevin, everything is up. Everything's going. Everything's going good. And you and I just wrapped about our event and all that coming up. So yeah, I'm pretty excited these days. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll just shout it out real quick. Uh, because this will this will be live before this event, and of course, if it's after after October 25th, you can ignore what I'm about to say. But Ben and I have decided to come together and hold a uh, one one and a half day live workshop. Something we've always talked a little bit about doing, and the the logistics came together, and so really excited. We just decided officially what we're going to teach and. Man, I'm excited, Ben, because I don't think anybody else has taught this specifically and certainly not the way we intend to teach it. Yeah, and, and with our unique experiences on this, which are similar enough where it all is going to be congruent, but different enough where they're going to get two completely different perspectives. And I'm looking forward to hearing it myself, actually. You know? <laughs> Me too, man. <laughs> I don't, you know, it's funny because you and I both teach a lot, but when it you know, like anything, when you get into a, a room with a small group of people, that's when everything comes out. And this is going to be limited to only six people. It's going to be Ben and I and six people in a room. Full day is going to be Ben and I walking you through these three specific type of offers that we uh, consistently uh, make to our list that always make us a lot of money. And then on the second morning, we're going to do hot seats to help you get your offer uh, tight so that you leave there with the email blueprint and exactly which which kind of offer to go make. So, uh, yeah, really excited about it, man. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it, I'm, I'm, I was sitting you know, I was telling, I, you, I don't want to use the analogy I used before about <laughs> what's the thing that's going to get people to X, Y, Z all over the place, but that's what, <laughs> that's how I was feeling when we were yeah, talking about uh, what's going to make them they're going to need a tissue yeah <laughs> or a sock a, a warm sock a gym sock that's that's the loneliest moment of your life isn't it when you, when you oh, let's grab that dirty gym sock alright this is taking an ugly turn so well cool so Ben uh, but what I want to talk about today is the fact that man I used to be able to 
basically go tap in, hear your voice. I still love being on the phone with you because I learned your voice through listening to your podcast. And so I, I always have this like celebrity factor. Whenever we talk, I'm like, ah, oh, cool. That's that guy, Ben, I love listening to. And now I'm talking to him. And But that's gone now, man. You had a podcast for well over a year. You did, what, over 100 episodes. A fantastic show, weekly show. And then you decided to pull it uh you know, off the off availability, it's not on iTunes. You put it behind a a, a a a vault, and tell us why you decided to do that, and and the whole story about why you decided not to do what you thought you were going to do with it. Yeah, no, okay, so yeah, it was over two years that was okay, we wow. had that thing going, and 137 episodes. I, I kind of lost count, but uh, it was great. You know, it was it was good. People liked it. Um. Somewhere along the line, producer Jonathan and I started saying, you know, Ben, you're really giving away too much information. <laughs> like too much, Because I do. I don't intend to give away like all this stuff that people should be paying for. But I just do. I just start talking and I don't shut up. And so it is. And I said, well, why don't we make it a membership site? Or we'll put it in a membership site along with some other stuff. And he got excited. I got excited. Misty, the announcer, babe, that we she did all of our – she wrote all of our daily emails and she's an email player subscriber and one of my best students. And she was excited and we're all excited. And so it, it took about a month to get it all set up because I pretty much did all the, you know, copywriting and emails and all that. And it launched and it was probably the single most successful launch I've ever been involved in. I mean, I was, I would have been happy dude with like four or 500 members. We ended up with over 900 Wow. I think it was over or over eight. Was it eight? So it was like around nine hundred, and and that that was me holding back at the last day when I usually get the most because I realized I didn't want to keep doing it, mm. and we didn't even have PayPal's and if we had PayPal, we would have had well over a thousand. I mean, it would have been crazy, but during that launch weekend, I realized how much I do not belong doing membership sites. It it was so con I, I managed to confuse my entire audience because I have my email players thing and my bensettle.com thing. But the the podcast is not part of that. The podcast is something that Jonathan controls and that he takes care of. It's his team does all that. So people were sending me support tickets or they were sending Misty actually support tickets too. They were hunting her down on Facebook, mm -hmm. asking us these idiotic questions that they, they should know that we can't answer. I don't know how to fix the freaking PHP or whatever the hell. <laughs> I don't know. That's why it says help at the or help at Ben Settle show or support at Ben show.com. That's where you, but they would, but I, I can't even blame them. And it was really my fault. I put them in this position where they, my brand was basically stamped on both and, you know, yeah. and they got, and, and I don't blame, I, I say idiotic questions. They, they really weren't. I just think it's that just they should have sent to the wrong place. They should have thought it through a little better, but yeah. still, ultimately it's my fault. I, I did manage to confuse everybody. So what happened was by the, the last day of the launch, I, I drafted up an email to send to Jonathan that for the next day, saying, "Look, dude, I, I want out. <laughs> this is wow. like I can't, I can't do this. I can't be fielding 30 emails a day about this kind of stuff. So I have no control over. The the digital products weren't being like there were like HostGator decided to fart that day and like nothing was being like nobody could download anything. Oh, so there, there's another round of support tickets coming, and and it's not their fault. Like it's not the customer's fault. It really yeah. isn't." So, it really is fine, but so. Right, so, so let me let's get some context here because yeah. this is not to be taken lightly. The ability to do this that means you, you've built up so much demand, 
and excitement around you and your brand and your teaching that people were happy? What was the price of the membership? If they got in at the launch, it was like $7 a month. So that was, you talk about an offer, like it's, you know, offers everything, right? And so, and then after that, it was going to go up to like $17 a month. See, the whole point was this, I'm a big believer in continuity. Mm -hmm. I really do think it's the best kind of income. I also think it's the best for the customer because it keeps them committed to using whatever it is they're, they're buying. And so I thought I, what I wanted was a backend thing to sell to email player subscribers. And then I wanted something that I could sell email player subscribers to on the back end. Mm-hmm. And it was like a circle. You know, people would get into Albembo's Apprentice and then I would do my podcast, upsell them to email players. People would join email players and every month they get a catalog saying, hey, get into Albembo's Apprentice. And I would have kept the $7 a month for them. And that was in theory, it all worked. And if it was all under my control it was all my company and it was one person and I wasn't dealing with someone else's team and their team wasn't dealing with me it probably would have worked a lot better but you know all it did was make me realize I really just love doing a simple print newsletter <laughs> yeah so. yeah so but it, it, it seems like you know a lot of people are listening going man seven grand a month and that's only opening weekend or whatever right oh so. wait let, let me let me take it a step further okay though. I had four one-click upsells in there, so oh. we made, we made so much. We made a ton of we, because most people were taking these upsells, and I believe the average. I'm just going on memory. The average sale, like the average, whatever it is, average value per subscriber yeah. that day was around twenty-eight dollars a subscriber. Wow! So multiply that by like nine hundred or whatever, and it was a nice day, a nice weekend for like a list of fifteen thousand people total. You know? Yeah. Fantastic. All right. And so, but you, uh, through feeling overwhelmed and you know, a little harassed, again, not blaming anyone here, just the scenario. It's my own fault. It really is. You had, you had no second thoughts about, I don't care, give, give this money back. Or what was the deal? Was it like, we're shutting it down. There, there will be no El, ben, El Benbo's Prentice. It, yeah. It's gone. We still have, believe me, still people who got in at that the first weekend of July. And right now, it's the recording of this is August 24th. I hope I can say that without ruining the mystery of the the illusion. Um, Well, there's still people saying, like, I just got an email recently. How do I access the the free bonuses for when I join? Now, I can't even tell you how many emails Jonathan has sent out that I've sent out. In the Facebook group, I even did two live Q&A calls explaining all this. Mm. And this is just a whole other thing. So what we did, what we did, and this is more Jonathan, this was Jonathan's bright idea. Originally, I was just going to end it like I was going to let it go for like six months because we have all this content that we have that could fill up six months. And then every every day was some new frustration. And I kept saying, well, let's make it October. Then, you know, September, I'm like, Jonathan, can we just end this stupid thing like this month? And he's like, well, if we do it this month, it will be kind of screwed up logistically. Why don't we say September 1st? What we'll, what I'll do is I'll have Vanessa, who's his long-suffering assistant. And she deserves a medal, by the way, for putting up. I mean, she put up with the brunt of all this. Mm. And so so he, he had her start canceling everybody's subscriptions. So they, they all paid $7 to get about four or five months worth of content, basically. So they all made out like bandits, but a lot of them still don't know what's going on right. because it's digital and, you know, email's flaky. So And people are – one thing I learned over and over and over in this business is no matter how much you think you've explained something or gotten your message in front of people, 
you've only scratched the surface, you know? Yeah. People never sure. know what the hell you're doing. Even even though you and I both have really like loyal plugged in lists. Yeah. At the same time, a good percentage of those people have no friggin' idea what we do. <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah. And then there's things beyond our control. Like, for example, we put all of my podcasts because that was one of the things they would get all like 130, whatever many it was, episodes. Like they could download them. We took them off iTunes. So Jonathan's like, you know, this membership site software is really pissing us off. It's not working the way we want. He put them all into a Google Drive and gave everyone the link. And even then, nobody – it was like Google was screwing up. Like oh, Google God. Drive wasn't working properly. Oh, and we're, we're getting tons of support tickets for that. And then the Facebook group, right. like, I, this won't work. It just disappears when I try to download it. And, and Jonathan's like, email Google support. <laughs> he can tell. He's just he just adopted a kid. He doesn't want this right, right now. He just, yeah. and, and But again, it, it's all – honestly, it's all my fault. I, I take the full <laughs> blame. But I gave them so much to hopefully appease them for $7. Yeah. That, you know, yeah. hopefully that – All right. So uh, awesome. It, interesting. And so how did it feel once you were like, all right, I'm definitely not doing this. Let's just untangle this. Like you, the, the day that you finally realize, all right, things are going to be okay. This is not something I wanted. What what was your big sort of like note to self on that, on that, well, that moment? I, I want to say what I'm going to say is I, I don't want to, I'm trying, I don't want to disparage the person at all because okay. I think it's, I think she's a wonderful person, but it felt just like when my ex-girlfriend and I broke up, I was like, man, I feel like i just been paroled. <laughs> you know? it's not, and, it, and it's nothing personal to her. I mean, believe me, she's a wonderful person. Yeah. It's not because it's, it's me. It really is. And it was the same with this membership site. I feel like I got paroled from my own prison. Like I created this thing and I got trapped in it and I just escaped. And it was, it was, it was, and Jonathan felt the same way. He, he absolutely felt the same way. It was, he's like, he's like Ben, he said his wife was like, aren't you guys going to lose a bunch of money? He goes, oh God, we're going to get our sanity back. You know, it's just like, <laughs> like we all felt the same way. The only one who wanted to keep it going was Misty because, and I understand because she, she loves this stuff. She likes working with my audience and okay. hopefully her and I will do something else, mm -hmm. you know, with my new podcast. I'm not sure what yet, but, uh, you know, she was a little disappointed, but yeah, I think even she was a little relieved because they were hunting her down too. Yeah. And, you know, she's not even like, there's nothing supportish about her. You know, she's, that's not her role. <laughs> I could see them going after me. My name's on it. Right. But yeah. don't, don't go after miss. You leave her alone. Man. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> but yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Interesting. So man, that, you know, I think that there's such a great lesson here in, uh, well, two things come to mind. One is my, my John Carlton always says, you know, when I, whenever an, a, a business owner succeeds, they immediately adopt their their number one new mission, which is to screw it up. <laughs> I, I, oh, man. It's now my job to totally screw this up, complicate it. Right? Oh God, did I ever do that? He, you know, I could be the poster child. I could be his. I don't know John. I've never met him, but he can. If you talk to him, say, look, if you want to make fun of Ben with what he did for that to make an example of him, please do. It's all good. But now, but to your credit here. Uh, two important things. Number one is you recognized that this was not for you. And who cares if you can get over the hump and like grow into something? You were like, I, I, no matter what that looks like, I don't want that. I don't, I don't want to ever get comfortable with this, right? No matter what oh, yeah. the money yeah. is. It's like when you know you want out of something, you just want out, and yeah. and and you know that it's not for you. It's not. It doesn't like you have a, a very successful membership site. It fits you. 
you know, you you can do it. It works for you. I realize it's just not me. I'm a print newsletter guy. It, it doesn't mean I couldn't do like a, for example, I thought for a while of doing a paid YouTube channel, but I realized I wouldn't want to do it. I'm relying too much on technology. I, yeah. I like paper, you know, the post, postal service, the technology has not changed in 150 years, you know, <laughs> and, you know, unless somebody doesn't get an issue for somebody, but that's easy to deal with. Right. And so I just don't like tech. And I'll tell you something else, Kevin, here's another thing. And this is this may be what it comes down to, in my case at least. Mm. And for anyone listening, if you're like me, this, this will hopefully get you thinking differently. Um, I don't want to have to deal with a team. I have always been happy as a one-man band, and, and that's it. Once you do something like a membership site, you have to have a team in place. Mm-hmm. The, the guy doing the website, like my guy Keith Commons, you, know, you have to have the support. You have to have all that stuff, and I don't want to deal with any of that. And that's, I think that's why I think I'm just a loner. I just like, I don't like having a team. I, I really don't. I like to outsource everything I can and then be left the hell alone. Yeah. And so Yeah. Makes great sense. And that's the other thing I was going to commend you on is that you, you know yourself and you just know what, uh, how you work best. And you're, you're a really productive guy. I brag about the things you do that most people only talk about, like for writing f- fiction. Yeah, you, know, you you have a series a, a series of uh, of novels, and how I don't know any copywriter who doesn't talk about that they write fiction, and someday maybe you you <laughs> just you go oh schedule in two weeks and I'm going to write a book, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you do it and you publish it and it's good, and uh, so I can see I just think that there's a great message here in that when you admire somebody for what they do notice their principles and the things that they will not compromise. And this is a great example of you refusing to compromise the things that inspire you and help you produce your best work because it doesn't need to be more complicated than that. I I really, I I agree with all that. And I'll tell you what, I just don't, I see it happen. I'm sure you've seen this happen many times. It's probably happened to you. I'm, I'm guessing it's happened to all of us. When we get trapped in something that we think we wanna do and we don't, and this is what happened to me. You, you can get trapped into it and you get trapped because it's, well, it's profitable. Why would I not do this? Well, I don't care about the money. Mm. Honestly, I'll go do, I'll take that time and energy and put it into something else. I don't, and I don't know, we live in this world of, of abundance. We really do it business wise, at least there's no, there's no shortage of things we can do. Why waste time on something that makes you miserable? I don't see the point. In it. Yeah. Such a good point. And yet, I think part of it is that we think that we need to be doing all these things because Ron. Uh, flake book and, <laughs> and, and everybody's reporting their amazing lifestyle and oh, I just crushed it with this or that. And we're like, Oh damn, I'm missing out if I'm not doing that. Right. Yeah. And I just love that you just cleaned house, the podcast, everything. And you said, you know, there'll, there'll be another podcast. You, you'll come back with something new, but you know, most people would go, Oh Ben, you had all these listeners and you know, you had people, Frank Kern and and all kinds of people listening and writing to you to tell you how much they love the show. I just, didn't know he listened to my show, but that's kind of cool. Just, I, oh, I, th- I thought, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I, I know you've heard from Frank and, yeah. you know, all kinds of people were listening. Yeah. I've heard other, a lot of, like, quote unquote, gurus talk about your show. Oh, wow. um, and so oftentimes in that situation, ego alone uh, won't let you give it up. Right. Yeah. Even though yeah, that's you, true. you could look at if you if you bared to look at the spreadsheet, you go, man, this is really not I'm getting paid like, you know, nine bucks an hour to do this thing. But I love it and people love it. So I can't stop. 
I just like that you drew a line in the sand and said, nope, I'm going to wake up tomorrow, like you said, feeling paroled. I'm going to go get some <laughs> sunshine on my face and eat my favorite meal, and everybody can blow me. <laughs> yeah, that was, and, and here's, here's a, a, another story about this. It, so I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what kind of inspired me to even want to do the, the, the whole paid podcast and have the team together and all this. So I have to be careful on what details I give away because it was a, pr- a private mastermind we call Oceans 4. Yeah. And uh, so there are people in there. I, I'll tell you one guy that was there who's kind of sat in for Ryan Levesque this time was Todd Brown. Mm-hmm. And and he had Rich Sheffrin there. He brought Rich Sheffrin. And uh, Danny Eini, if you know – or Danny Eney, if you know Danny. Yeah. I mean just – these are like some of those brilliant freaking people in one room I think I've ever been around. I mean – Danny alone, the guy is just like, I don't even know how he does it. So he's got magic fairy marketing dust on him or something. He just has answers to everything. Yeah. But um, anyway, these guys, these at least Todd and Danny, I don't know about Rich Chevron, but those Todd and Danny are very much into building teams and systems and they have it all running really nice and all that. And it was kind of inspiring. I'm like, shoot, maybe we could do that with my podcast. And I, I could start this whole new faction of a business where I sell all these other products that are not email players and even coaching, but where I'm not doing the coaching. Like Todd, he's got it down where he doesn't personally do his coaching. He's got coaches doing it for him. I thought that is really cool. And so that was kind of what inspired me to do it. I did it, realized they can have that. That's for them. Yeah. Now they pop, and, and I also realized that these guys are kind of like – I don't want to say awe, but they're kind of like amazed that I can do what I do. I'm like a one man band and somehow make it work. So I think it's a personality thing, right? Like you have your, and, 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 you know, not everybody's the same and trying to just copy what somebody did. Like I did can be a big mistake. That's a a great lesson. It's so true that it really comes down to what excites you and what's going to, because you know what I, here's what I figured out guys that like that and women who can build a team, you know, uh, and still not be uh, take my guy James Shramko. He's another yeah. guy. Uh, he he one time I want to say he had forty uh, people, uh, you know, VAs working on his team. Oh, he, man. He, he's leaned <laughs> out. He got rid of a couple companies, but he still has like ten or or twelve. And that dude is never stressed. You know, you you, you sit down and have a conversation with James. He is like in the moment. You know, lighthearted. He's not like checking his phone and and, and all this crap. <laughs> he's just he surfs every day and i go dude like how do you detach because my problem is it's really hard for me to like set it and forget it like i have people on my team that i trust but i still like if something's not right it's i yeah. can't go ah oh, we'll worry about that tomorrow i'm like that's because your name is attached to it at the end of the day yeah. you know and that's you no one's gonna care about it as much as you do yeah good point good point and that and that's how you and i I think we're also not the type of personalities who are going to go build some huge company. You know, we'll come up with no. a name and we'll incorporate and we'll, <laughs> you know, maybe someday we'll get, you know, like built to sell, like that whole concept. I, I can see Todd Brown building a business knowing that it's going to, you know, build up to a certain valuation where he can actually sell it for a few million dollars, right? Yeah, which I wish I was like that. And and to be completely blunt, I would love to be more like those guys, but I, I can't. A leopard doesn't change its spots, and neither does a bat. Okay, it's like you know, we just you know, you are who you are, and and I, you know, it's it's weird because I I don't even have a VA, dude. I am the most one man band, and yet I my profitability is probably way higher than most people doing like, yeah. you know, with the big teams and all that. And that, but at the end of the day, here's what they have going for them: they have something that they can step out of and get paid for the rest of their lives. I die, it all dies with me, which is why I'm starting to. Get into licensing my products out and that sort of thing. So I'm not just relying on me because that's a danger. 
Yeah. All right. So we talked about everything we know we don't want, what you don't want, commendable. <laughs> Let's talk about what does work for you because, again, okay. th- this is inspiring for people because already we, I think we've probably helped a lot of people listening to go, you know what? That's right. I feel relieved. I don't have to be like this person or that person if they don't match what motivates me. Uh, but so let's talk about, you know, uh, this is talk about your newsletter. I mean, that's that's okay. that's your baby, right? That's your yes. That's your prime source of income. It's the it's the way you broke free from needing clients and all that stuff that you didn't like. Uh, give us that model. When did it start? How long has it been running? And if, okay. you know, some sort of you don't have to give your exact revenue, but whatever you're comfortable sharing in there. Well, I will say, I will say, I, I, I don't like the fact that it's my main revenue, and that's going to be changing over the next year as I'm joint venturing in this golf business, and hopefully that'll just dwarf it. <laughs> but um, and I'll just write the emails for that. You know what I mean? It's like writing an email a day. But uh, that started in 2010ish. I had been doing these projects, sort of these hybrid things, where I would do the copy for a company and then get paid a percentage of this overall sales. Um, I did it with a, a, a well-known golf company for about a year and a half, and they turned out to be kind of crooked, in, in my opinion. So I got out of that, and then I jumped shipped into this uh, this BizOp company named Carbon Copy Pro, which is like known in the MLM world. They're not around anymore, I don't think, but they they were really cool people, great people. I, I loved working with them, and they paid me a percentage of the sales plus like a base of like five thousand dollars a month. I was making pretty good money with them for several months, and I still realized how much I hated authority and doing client work and I'm like man this I like these people but I just I can't I hate having to like answer to people mm-hmm. so so toward the December of 2010 and I remember this because that's when I, I did this the the week between Christmas and New Year's I, I put a business plan together I said okay what do I have to do to not have client work anymore what can I do well so I made this business plan where I was going to build I built this uh I wanted to build this like information business uh, centered around the prostate market. People have prostate problems. That's something I had when I was like 31. I had, I mean, it's in my family. It's like a family curse for me. So I, you know, it was like, I was motivated to like learn about this. Um, my dad, my, my uncle, my grandpa, they all have it. And uh, so I wrote an ebook and I was, I was going to sell these, the supplement I've been taking on the back end. And I was like, okay, this is great. Now I have this friend who's in the weight loss niche and he, he built a $70,000 a year business, which I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but he built the $70,000 a year business with no affiliates or, or any, any upsells or anything like that, simply by putting about 1,000 or 1,100 articles on easingarticles.com over the course of like eight months. And then he, for two years, he said he literally did no work. He mm-hmm. just, like he would, other than, he didn't do anything. He said, he just played with his kids all day. And I thought, if this guy's doing that, like that's a good base, 70 grand a year doing nothing. Yeah. I said, what if I took his model and did it with the prostate niche? And he showed me what he did with the SEO and stuff. And it was pretty simple, but it was a lot of grueling work. Like for a span of about 45 days, I didn't really sleep for maybe more than an hour a night. Wow. I mean, it was, I was like hallucinating, you know, it's like, <laughs> it was, it was bad. It was a lot of writing. It wasn't just articles for easingarticles.com. I was building out a blog and those were unique. And plus I was writing my daily bensettle.com one. I was writing a newsletter called crypto marketing, which was a print newsletter back then. I was still doing the client work of carbon copy. Dude, I don't even know what I was doing. I was just like, in it's weird. Rut. I, I, I don't even, it was like a, a haze to me just thinking back. So after that 45 days, I got it built up to where I was starting to get a sale or two a day. And in my business plan, I realized I only needed like five sales a day to really be fine of this ebook. If you just did five a day, 
a twenty dollar ebook, it's a hundred dollars a day. Yeah, you're not going to be able to live off it forever, but it's a base. And so my goal would have been to get to like 20, 30, 40, 50 sales a day. But you start where you are. I was starting to get ranked on page one of Google with all this. And then I went and I took a vacation for a week to visit my dad in Tucson and I let it all go, only to find out <laughs> while I was on vacation that Google or that Google and its infinite evil, its ultimate evil, mm-hmm. which was actually smarter than though, they decided to slap article directories. So yeah. all that work was for nothing. Wow. It's like not, I went from I was starting to make like three or four or five sales a day to like zero and like it never recovered. Mm. And that was kind of a bummer. Well, a few months later, I just said, OK, I'm not going to let this get to me. OK, I have a year. To, I'll put a new business plan together. And I was just driving up the Oregon coast here. I, I don't remember where I was going. And I, ha- I put this I had this I was I was listening to Gary Bensavenga's like farewell DVDs. I don't know if you if you have that or not, but great course. Uh, Bensavenga 100. Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, it's a brilliant course. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to the part where he's talking about specialization and like the importance of specialization and how just specializing puts you above everything else in your category. People automatically pay you more. You have more credibility automatically. It's all these forces work to your advantage. And there were, I was selling this eight hundred dollar email marketing course called Street Smart Email Secrets back then. I was constantly updating it because every day I write emails, I learn something new. Even to this day, I constantly, and I said, why don't I just take that, turn that into the the, the opti- like the, the bribe and start an email newsletter where I can cu- keep up with all the things I'm always dur- doing and learning and I'll make it high ticket because it's specialized. And I'll see what happens. Now, honestly, dude, I would have been I would have been shy. I only had a list of like maybe five thousand people at the time. It's very small, and uh, I would have been I would have been happy with like fifteen subscribers on the launch. I really would. I mean, I wasn't like thinking I'd get much, you know, because it's just like nobody's done anything like that before. And I just happened to have the credibility in that area and, and to be able to do this. And I got like eighty three people on the launch, like using using the very methods that I'll be teaching at our event, actually. Yeah. Um, after that, I was done, dude. Now, this was July, so I, I got to my goal six months earlier than I thought. I haven't really, I've only done one client job since then, and that was just because there's a friend of mine, his name's Ryan Stimmen. I like the guy a lot. He's a really cool guy, and I wanted to see him be this offer he did. I wanted to see, I wasn't supposed to actually write it. My ex copywriting apprentice was, but she kind of got busy putting her an event on, so I said, let me just do it. I was just supposed to consult her on it, and I just did it, and I wrote it in like two days, and it made him a lot of money, but other than that, that's the only client job I've done in the last five years. Wow, awesome. And so, uh, in writing the the newsletter, um, you know, uh, I think a lot of people would be scared that, well, what if I run out of stuff to teach? Yeah. And like you said, you're, you're learning every day. And again, your emails, uh, they just, I, I, you can watch them evolve in real time. It's one reason <laughs> I'm such a big fan of you, man, is that it's not only a guaranteed, you're, I'm going to chuckle, you know, I may laugh out loud. I, I've, I've replied to so many of your emails to just <laughs> tell you how something made me spit milk. And, and uh, or, but you know, I'm also going to see the evolution as you and how you communicate with your with your subscribers. And so what do you say to people who think, uh, I might want to, I just don't know what to teach or I'm going to run out of material. Well, I, I, first I'll say this. It's a newsletter is, is probably not for most people, but unless you like to write a lot, like I like writing, like to me, it's just, it's therapy for me. Like I, yeah. it's dessert. It's eating dessert. I love writing. I can do it all day. Some people probably be better off doing something audio or video based. You know what I mean? But as far as ideas go, that's a function of people not knowing their market. 
if you know your market well enough, you should never, it shouldn't be a matter of what do you write. It's a matter of what don't you write. Yeah. And of course, if you, if you like, if you're obsessed with whatever it is you're teaching, um, and this is why a lot of people, I think in marketing tend to like selling, they like to sell market, how to marketing products, but I think they should go the opposite way and do more consumer stuff. I know that's what I'll be doing in the future. Um, the ideas are, are endless. If you just know your market and you know your product, it's I, I will never run out of ideas, man. In fact, I'm starting to think I should be doing two emails a day. I'm just not motivated enough <laughs> unless, I, you know, I do it toward the end of the month. I start doing two a day. But so that's all I can tell them is they, they have to research is the, you know, this is something Gary Bensavanga said in, the, in his, his uh, 100 DVDs. It's research is the answer. Whatever the question is, research yeah. is the answer. Yeah. And, and the cool thing about when you become an, a respected expert like yourself is that the material, like you said, it becomes endless because you get so many questions, right? Yeah. And so I'm looking at a recent email, uh, the one about it's, it's subject line is the Bill Burr secret to turning everyday <sighs> events into profitable emails. And it opens with uh, a question you get a lot. And yeah. I, I just want to read a little bit of this and, and point okay. out to people, because again, I know another question you get and I get a lot is, how do I not be boring or what is it? How do you get personality in your email? <laughs> well, let's look at... I'm going to say what you could have, how you could have started this email if you were not Ben Settle. <laughs> and then I'm going to read what you did. So not, but not Ben Settle <laughs> would have wrote, uh, uh, a subscriber wrote to me recently with this question. Uh, ben, uh, I need more ideas on how to turn ordinary events into my day, into my emails. Uh, things that happen in my, you know, everyday life. How do I make those interesting? And you say, well, that's a great question, Katie. Um, <laughs> here, here are three tactics I use, right? Okay, here's what, uh, and there's, I can think of you know, 50 people right now who probably wrote that, that same email I just mocked <laughs> and, and within the last 30 days. This is what Ben Settle uh, addresses that issue. Uh, one question that keeps flaring up again and again and again around here like a pack of hemorrhoids. <laughs> 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 goes something like, Ben, help. I need more ideas on how to turn ordinary events in my day into emails. Bah, I go tired of this question. <laughs> but, but, but I have heard the cries and I shout throweth out a bone. <laughs> now, uh, and then you go on to, you talk about, watch some Bill Burr comedy bits on YouTube and you basically teach it through Bill Burr. So much about that is brilliant. But again, just the way you frame the question and, and how much per this is a man really comfortable with his <laughs> voice and the fact that uh, people are either going to read his stuff and like it or they're going to not like it, but not be able to look away or they can unsubscribe. There, yeah. there is nothing else. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny because I don't. People look at this and, they're, they're, you know, they find it fascinating. I'm just being me. I mean, honestly, this is – I do get frustrated with, with the same questions over and over. They've already addressed – like I'm just – what I do – for me, writing is about emotion. It's an outpouring of emotion. So whatever I'm feeling – whatever I'm kind of feeling at that time, whether it's it's happiness or sadness or whatever it is, I don't really get sad very much. But I never write – and even if I did, I wouldn't write an email about it. Yeah. I turned it into some reason to buy if I did. But um, – <laughs> But it's it's just it's just I'm just going with what's in my gut. Just like if I was having a talk with you about some, you know, I, whatever comes out comes out. And you know, I try to keep it within the bounds of good taste and all that. But 
that's the thing. Email is just it's 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 me sharing my personality with you, and you know you can like it or not like it. I don't care because here's my philosophy on this, and I really I really believe people who have a quality product to sell, which I hope is everybody listening to this, we'll assume it is. The math is on your side, okay? It's supply and demand. If you're good at what you do and have something to offer the world, whatever whatever it is you do. There's less supply of you than there are people who need or want what you have. So why do you care if, if someone gets offended or doesn't like it? Let them go. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of making people either hot or cold. I just don't want them lukewarm or indifferent because indifference is the death of everything. So I say just be you. And, you know, people read this stuff and then they try to copy it, right? Like they try to yeah. – well, I'm, I'm going to be – and it comes off completely fake because they're not being them. And this is why swiping emails is like the dumbest thing people can do because yeah. you can't swipe a personality. It's got, it, it, you know what it is? It, 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 put it this way. It's like all these talk radio people who try to be Howard Stern or Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. They don't last very long. Right. You know, they have to be unique. So. Or Jim Rohn. Yeah. Or Jim Rohn, any of those guys, you know. <laughs> and I love that every, every podcast apparently has a nation now, you know? Yeah, yeah right. Every, everybody's got, they talk, they said it's feeling, <laughs> they give up all that intimacy. Go, all right. You know, like, be like if you come on and go, all right, settle nation, listen yeah. up. You know? It's like so forced, you know? It's like, like it's a savage nation. You know, that was a Michael Savage it's original, a savage man. thing, right. And then it was, yeah, John Lee Dumas, Fire Nation, and it kind of works for him. And then it's every other podcast I'm on now, they're going, so listen up, you know, uh, uh, re, re, you know, ROI nation. Uh, oh, gosh. Oh, God, how boring can it get? You know, you know what my next podcast is going to be? I'm, I'm really getting into this idea. I've always been a big fan of of the idea of personal branding. I know it gets it gets kind of made of mockery of when you look at Facebook and stuff because nobody really understands it. But I really and this I really believe this was part of my problem my podcast. My brand was so strong in both that everybody thought it was one company. And so my next podcast is probably just going to be called the bensettle.com show. Oh wow. And yeah. It's got my URL built into the title. That's probably <laughs> you know, it's it. all there. That. Yeah. There'll be no nation in it. I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, here's my idea for a show. We should do this. Someday, I just love how it all fits together. Um, I want to call it. I call BS, <laughs> right? And okay. so, so the big theme is like it's just calling bullshit on something, right? But yeah, we were gonna do this, yeah, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. And the way the show works is it starts. You just hear a phone ring, and I'm, <laughs> I'm calling. I'm calling BS Ben Settle, and you pick up the phone, and I'm like Ben, what's up? And it's totally just us talking. And, but then I bring up something. I'm like, dude, I, I just saw this thing on Facebook. Do you see that there, you know, th th this promotion? Just something that's dumb and annoying. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, and then <laughs> we, you just basically go off on it, you know? Yeah, we have to do that, that's man. Awesome. I remember you bringing that up. I can't believe I forgot about that until now. Yeah, that God, that's brilliant. Yeah, I, I call love it. BS. I love that. You know, it's like, so, yeah, we'll do that. Let's do it. Let's get with Jonathan. We got to do right, that. All right, we'll do that one. That'll be great. Yeah. All we get to just pick a topic and then just go crazy on it. It'll be hilarious. Oh, I love I love the idea of Facebook. It said it's the equivalent of the talk radio, like the political talk radio guy going through the newspaper and just bitching about uh, something, you know? Yeah, yeah. This is how they plan their shows, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. what's on the board today? Um, yeah, great stuff, dude. All right. So um, I want to respect your time and I could just do this all day with you. But uh, I want to just circle back if you're. If you're still listening, you're a really good prospect <laughs> for Ben and I's live event. Um, and we're going to teach stuff that we just never – look, you and I both get invited to speak. You, you do a smart thing that I need to steal from you is you post your, your speaking schedule and events you're going to be at and stuff. 
and it's pretty thick, dude. You're you're doing you're doing AWAI, which is a big copywriting boot yeah. camp. Uh, you, you know, people again. Uh, talk about the power of specializing. I don't want the to get lost the thing you said about hearing Vincent Venga talk about that. And you decided to specialize in email and email does not come up without somebody mentioning Ben settle and usually quickly and often. And, and so because you're smart to do that, you're, you're, and your stuff's brilliant. You're getting invited to speak at all these great events. But again, what you and I are doing uh, here in St. Pete, October 24th, 25th is stuff that we just, wouldn't share in a big room either because it just wouldn't it wouldn't be relevant enough to everybody in there or it's just sort of too good to share right yeah there's, absolutely it's just stuff that you share in an intimate setting the door's locked it's closed we're not recording none of that crap that only gets shared in that environment and that's what this event is about yeah and i mean it's, it's you know six people's not very many so <laughs> those yeah. spots aren't really gonna i don't think they'll be there very long no, so no. by the time you hear this is a good chance that it's sold out but uh i don't we don't have had a url for it let's just we should make make one up right now uh, let's just say we'll do it at copy chief copychief.com forward slash uh addiction oh that's it perfect addiction addiction yeah. a-d-d-i-c-t-i-o-n perfect yeah so go there and see if it's even available still, and we'll give you some more details about it and how to sign up. So, Ben, uh, thanks for doing this. Uh, BenSettle.com. Uh, go there. If you're not on Ben's list, well, today's your lucky day. Um, I, you, you're just going to – and, man, if this is a good gauge for you. If you get on Ben's list and decide to unsubscribe, A, because you're getting too many emails, or B, because you're offended – then you may be in the wrong business. <laughs> uh, and if, if that doesn't happen, you, you're going to come up to walk up to me one day and thank me for telling you to go to bensettle.com and sign up. Uh, he's, he's just the best out there when it comes to email. So, Ben, thanks for being a friend. Thanks for uh, doing this again. And let's do it again soon. Oh, thank you, man. And let's let's definitely do that. I call BS. I love that idea. It's, it's brilliant. All I right. love it. They heard it here first. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you. <laughs> Hey, thanks again for listening to the Truth About Marketing podcast. If you like this show and you think other people would like this show, the best way to spread the word is by reviewing and rating the show in iTunes. Just log in, click review, leave a big old fat five-star review, and let everybody know that you dig the show so that they can dig it too. To get all the links and resources we mentioned on today's episode, please go to copychief.com forward slash TAM, as in truth about marketing. And if you'd like to uh, learn more about how you can improve your sales copy with uh, templates, formulas, coaching, feedback, or hiring a pro, do all that on the inside of the members area of copychief.com. And I will look for you there. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.